of the John Curley Sherry Elegant Show with a unique combination of something, well, we like to call it news taming. It goes something like that. Uh, hey, hey, can you, uh, this is yeah. Daniel down here in Olympia. Uh, um, wait, uh, Daniel again. I'm just curious if you guys Daniel. had any more of that news taming oh. on the Cairo Radio Show. Starring John Gurley and Sherry Elliker. <laughs> yes, yeah. How about Teeny? <laughs> and how about Teeny? Teeny. Sorry, Teeny. Left you out on that one. Here we go. Oh, that's it. I quit. Oh, that's good news. No. Oh, don't quit. Oh, no, don't. Yeah, come don't, Teeny. We oh, love no, you. Go. No, Teeny, we, we love you. Come back. What on go earth will we do back. without you? What do I do without you? You're the best. She gone? No, she's never gone. All right, here we go. <laughs> she's a master manipulator. Oh, that, yes, she's doing. Now, oh, she's crying now. All oh, right. so Give sorry. Her something. Here we go. The uh, Senate passed. Yeah, I did. Uh, Senate passed the controversial uh, foreign aid bill, uh, sending billions to um, Ukraine and Israel and to Taiwan. So. Stuff always bores the hell out of people, so we do it real fast. $61 billion is going to Ukraine. $20 billion is going back to the United States to buy all the rockets and stuff we've already sent over there. $13 billion, I think, is heading over to um, uh, Israel, gets $14 billion of it. And then, um, yeah, is it Taiwan gets 13. So all together, you know, the big chunk goes Ukraine, but then another piece of it, money that we don't have, by the way, uh, we'll take, we'll use that to to the defense industry to build more bombs and stuff to replenish and the things because we're sort of running low on that stuff. Nine so. billion also going to humanitarian aid for Gaza. Got it. Okay. So they passed it in the Senate. Uh, Mitch McConnell really didn't talk to anybody, just pushed the thing through. Chuck Schumer says, you know, this is historic. I love the fact that this is it's always historic when they're spending historic amounts of money. It's like, oh, we don't have any money, but let's just keep going. We're already in debt. Let's just and this is just, you know, historic. Historically irresponsible, but aside from that, now the House has it. It looks like the thing will probably, I'm going to guess, it passes in the House. Johnson might try to change a few things in there and then kick it back up, and then away it goes. Um, J.D. Vance, I guess the only news made that it's, Vance, it's, it's a little kooky coming out of Ohio. He thinks that this is some type of centrifuge in order to get Trump to lock Trump in. If Trump becomes the president, it doesn't give him any wiggle room where the money goes. Ugh. So he's trying to get people not to vote for it. And I guess the reason he made news is because for his kid, he it's, it was, yesterday was his child's birthday. So he read, um, oh, the places. You this is going to be painful for the pocket. Kyle, we have drives. Waiting for the fish to bite or waiting for the wind to fly a kite. Or waiting around for Friday night, or waiting perhaps for their Uncle Jake, or a pot to boil, or a better break, or a string of pearls, or a pair of pants, or a wig with curls, or another. Wait, that's not it. That's not oh, the places you will go. Well, that's what that's what it says. He said uh, to his two-year-old, or I'm sorry, to his son Vivek. Oh, maybe it uh, is. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to be with you for you. I, I can't be with you for your birthday dinner. I want you to know that um, I, Daddy really loves you very much, and I'm reading this into the record so you can watch at home. Their chance. Okay, Everyone is just waiting. No, oh, that's yeah, not the waiting for you. Part, yes, Somehow you'll escape all that waiting that's and right. staying. You'll find the bright places where the boom bands are playing, 
With banner flip-flapping once more, you'll ride high, ready for anything under the sky. That's right. That's right. Boy, we read that thing so many times to the kids. Or the places you will go, right? You have shoes on your feet and something in the or the places you will go. And it's also Ted Cruz read something, uh, Green Eggs and Ham. They they read it on that, the floor because they're not limited on the time. He was arguing against the bill, and then he stopped. Well, I'll do this for my kids since my kid isn't here. I won't be there for his birthday. So he, you know, took the time to read Dr. Seuss. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Like that, people. That's all right. Yeah, <laughs> okay. not limited. All right, not limited on it. So go ahead and read. Take as much time as you want. You know, Joe Biden when he was in the Senate, I got to go and go and go. It's like twenty-five minutes, thirty, forty minutes as they're discussing the bill. They do limit on various parts of what's happening. They will limit you to the amount of time that you have for amendments and things like that. But in this case, uh, Vance um, used so much of the precious time to be able to read the book and argue against the passing of the continuing discourse. For an idiot like me, what what's the purpose? He's trying to delay the vote somehow? No, no, no. No, he don't. He just he has time and he he thought, you know what, I've got time. He argued about against the bill, and then he wanted to send a message to his kid. So that's what he did. It was it wasn't like he was filibustering or okay. anything like that, where you just have to keep talking. You're not allowed to stop talking. You can read whatever you want. You just keep going to filibuster to try to kill the bill. So this or one. what is happening is while you're reading or filibustering, the whip is running around trying to get more votes. You're getting people to change their vote. They're just it's a delaying tactic in this case. So he wasn't doing it for any other sort of political purpose. It was just sort of him just making sure that his little three-year-old son, Vivek, <laughs> okay. or whatever. Vivek, is, right? Uh, that's kind of weird. That they, I, the only Vivek I've ever heard of is Ramaswamy, but apparently. But that's come. Vivek. But they're spelled the same way. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe his kid's they, name is Vivek, yeah, too. Maybe. <laughs> and then one other story that's happening, uh, Tony Babalinski, who gave a press conference like three years ago, which nobody in the mainstream media covered, where he stood there. I think it happened like at 4.30 in the afternoon, uh, right before the election or something. He was basically saying, listen, I have all the evidence. I was uh, Hunter Biden's partner. I know the deals. I know what happened. I know how the president at the time out of office and then as the vice president, how he bended from these things. So he's testifying today in the impeachment hearing. He's just basically just rolling through a list of all the evidence that he has that um, Joe Biden was the brand. And Biden, uh, Hunter Biden, benefited from his father. Bobolinsky arrived here on Capitol Hill a short time ago. And unlike some of the other Hunter business associates that have spent hours before Democrats and Republicans answering questions, he's not going to be so kind to Hunter Biden or President Joe Biden. He said he's met directly with them several times. Republicans are praising him even before he testifies. Democrats say he has some serious credibility issues. We expect him to sharply criticize Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. To refresh everyone, Tony Bobolinsky worked with Hunter Biden to create a joint venture called Sinohawk Holdings with the Chinese energy company CEFC. Bobolinsky says he met with Joe Biden, the former vice president, in May 2017. He says he provided text messages that prove he met Joe Biden in 2017 after he left the vice presidency. Bobolinsky says he texted the president's brother Jim Biden after that meeting. In this text obtained by Fox News Digital, Bobolinsky says he texted Jim Biden Biden, quote, great to meet you and spend some time together. Please thank Joe for his time. Was great to talk. Thanks, Tony B. The investigation Tony into B. Hunter Biden has broadened out into an impeachment investigation into President Biden. It will culminate, Bill and Dana, over the next two weeks. Here's the question. 
if Joe Biden drops out for whatever reason, they determine he's senile uh, or all of this other stuff catches up with him and they get him to get out. Do you think it helps Donald Trump or hurts Donald Trump? Um, I think it hurts Donald Trump because if people are choosing, you know, between them, if there's somebody that's that uh, that isn't or is the lesser of two evils, they're mm-hmm. going to maybe go with with the, the new fresh candidate who doesn't have the kind of baggage that both of them do. Right. I think so, too. I don't think it benefits Donald Trump I, because it given the choice between the two. You know Donald Trump, he has a track record, whether you like it or not, you you know who he is. And he's not changing. He's not moving to the middle or the center or whatever in order to attract more voters. It's Donald Trump is Donald Trump. You know what you get. Biden is declining, obviously, right before our very eyes. And you know what you get with Joe Biden. So if you get rid of Joe Biden and all of a sudden it's somebody else, I think the somebody else, because most Democrats, 70-some percent of Americans don't think Joe Biden is capable of doing the job. They put anybody else in there. Then all of a sudden, it's somebody new, untested, fresh, young, all the things you could say about whoever it is, the opposite of Donald Trump. I think it benefits the Democratic candidate, and it hurts Donald Trump. If I was Donald Trump, I would be, like, making phone calls, like, take it easy on the guy. That's the guy. That's the guy. Just like the Democrats want Donald Trump, that's the guy we want. The Republicans want Joe Biden. And change the players around, it all falls apart. If it was somebody other than Donald Trump, you would see more independents move over toward the Republican Party if it was Joe Biden. But I think if you take Biden out of there, if they cut his knees out from underneath them and they impeach him, it goes to the Senate or he falls down and hits his head or, you know, he just continues to just mumble and wander around um, I and they don't get rid of him. It certainly looks like Donald Trump ends up on top, which is just crazy, mm-hmm. crazy. Um, the CDC comes out with, I don't care, um, some five day isolation recommendation. Those people are completely and absolutely discredited. I don't care about what they do. COVID vaccine injury deserves the day in the court. This is really interesting. In 2005, right after the whole, um, attack in 2001, and we did something with the, you know, the Patriot Act and everything else included in there was something that if there was a bioweapons attack, you would not be able to, um, sue the government. They built all sorts of stuff in there. They used to have a different setup that if you were harmed by a vaccine that the government encouraged you to take and was produced by the government, you could sue and you would go before a judge and you could be able to show the evidence and say, well, here's the evidence that I have that I suffered adverse effects because of this vaccine. They paid out. They paid out in 1975, 76, 77, after they came up with that flu vaccine that made some people sick. They paid out millions of dollars on that. So in 2005, they set up this new court, which isn't even a court. You go before a bureaucrat and you explain your case and you try to present evidence as to, I took the shot, I got the experimental vaccine, injected the drug into my body, because if not, I'd lose my job, and now I have all of these other problems. Really hard to present that because there's no longitudinal study to directly connect some of the problems that you have. And if there is studies out there, it's hard to find them. And in most cases, when people come and say, hey, I have issues, whatever it is, you're not in front of a judge. You're in front of a bureaucrat whose job it is is to not give you any money. I don't know how many cases they've heard, but on average, what are they paying out? $3,000 or something? 
Well, this is called the countermeasures inquiry compensation is is what you're looking for. Uh, 9,000 people have requested Mm -hmm. compensation. They've paid out $30,000, but 98% of the claims are denied. (laughs) You also have no right to a lawyer and you cannot appeal. Right. Right. And it's very hard to even get somebody to, to listen to, to have a bureaucrat sit there and look at your paperwork and then give it to you. And I think that, yeah, the, think the total amount, they're on average, they're giving out like $3,000 or something. Other countries don't do this, but the government uh, indemnified, uh, legally protected against lawsuits, the manufacturers of the vaccine, because they didn't want to produce the vaccines if they knew they could get sued, because let's, exper- let's, let's be honest, it's, it's experimental. So they pushed it, put it out there. And now, good luck trying to get some money. Some people have been injured by this, uh, obviously, but you're not going to get any money. There's no way you're going to have that. So the Reason.com looked at the piece and said, you know, you do deserve your day in court, but they'll never break this one down. Some people have lobbied. Some various folks in the House and Senate said, we need to get rid of this thing. But the government doesn't want to do that because it's as it is right now, it's a nice little dead end for everybody to just sort of sit there cry before the bureaucrat and then not receive any money because sure, in 76 sure sherry people were bringing cases in and they're like yeah, yeah. okay fine swine flu That's- right yeah it was the swine flu is the vaccine that ford thought there was just going to be this huge pandemic it started there in new jersey at a at an army base and they thought, oh my god here it comes so they rushed it out and then people were concerned that it was rushed then ford got the injection on television i'm okay and then he got all these other celebrities they got it as well and then people were getting sick. They were getting uh, Epstein-Barr syndrome, sort of a palsy, and they could directly connect those two. And th- the government was just writing checks here, here, here's something for you, here's something for you. They wrote out millions of dollars to people that were uh, seriously affected by the vaccine. But not in this case. Everybody just move on. Don't worry about it. Um, so if you've got some sort of heart condition or something else, good luck having somebody uh, help you out. Do the math, says Representative <laughs> who tried to explain why $50 minimum wage. Oh, do we have this sound? Oh, my God. Yeah, Barbara so just Lee, to set it up, yes. th- 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 Barbara Lee is in a debate with Katie Porter and Adam Schiff. They're all trying to get Dianne Feinstein's um, Senate seat, okay? Yes, okay. Just so, do the math. Of course we have national uh, minimum wages that we need to raise to a living wage. You're talking about 20 $25? Fine. But I have got to be focused on what California needs and what the affordability factor is when we calculate this wage. Ms. Lee. Okay. So th- what if by her calculations, um, a f- the reason that you need this $50 minimum wage is because it takes over $100,000 just for one person to live in the in the you know bay area it takes right. like 140 some thousand for a family of four to live someplace else so she's saying a 50 dollar minimum wage would allow people to make about 104 thousand dollars annually yes. and that that is what a living wage is in certain parts of california so okay. people are going to say hey vote for her i'll get a raise of you know 45 dollars or whatever it is so the true minimum wage is zero that's the true minimum wage. If she thinks for one moment that anybody's going to get paid $50 an hour, the, the weird thing is they do this mishing, mashing of these words. Livable wage, which is a made-up term, and then minimum wage. There is a minimum wage. 
This is what you will be paid on the fair market for the skills that you're able to demonstrate to your employer. That's your wage, right? Minimum wage. It's the least amount of money someone's willing to pay you and you're willing to work for. And then there's a quote-unquote livable wage. Mm -hmm. Well, if she knows, she's seen in California, fast food restaurants are going to go, I think it's in April, they're going to go from 15 or $16 an hour to $20 an hour. And every single one of the fast food industries plan on increasing the price by at least 10 to 15% of the burgers, laying people off, and now automation is rushing to California as they probably expect to wipe out about a third of their employees because you can't afford to pay somebody $16 to $20 an hour and and have any money in the till at the end of the at the end of the uh, day so they'll see what happens you know what they need to do sherry hmm need to learn some learn some economics <laughs> that's right learn some economics there you go <laughs> <laughs> took a minute it a while it's well worth it though it oh yeah now let me see joe what do we have coming up let me give me give me two words and i'll i'll mishmash a tease out of it tin hat Oh, yes, the UFOs, the UFOs, of course, are in outer space, and they're not just flying around looking to probe somebody. They're shooting down nuclear weapons. I'm going to ask you a question that no one has been able to answer. Wow. All right. some coast to coast ready to go here but first don't forget to take that car to bucky's bucky's auto service centers they've got 16 locations sherry they've been around for 53 years i've heard that bucky's bucky's auto service centers first time crawler line west of the mississippi go ahead well it's back and um the well a little tin hat action here because I've got this friend of mine. She's cuckoo crazy. And she texted me the other day to say, I told you, UFOs and... Because the man in the tinfoil is sitting on the throne tonight. Yeah. It kind of feels like... Okay. Here's the theory from this QAnon person I know. You ready, Sherry? Oh, I'm ready. I said it before. We are going to have an increased conversations about UFOs. You're going to see it starting after the new year. More things in the news about UFOs. And then there's going to be a... Oh, my God. I can't believe I say this on the radio. There's going to be a fake attack from aliens onto the United States that's going to have to call for the suspension of the election. And when she tells me this, I'm looking at her and she's reading my face. And I know that she's like trying to figure out if I believe it. Because as soon as I see like, even the eyebrow goes up like, whoa. Then you get, you know, you should probably educate yourself. <laughs> you should probably educate. You should do some more research. You should educate yourself on this. Because I'm telling you right now, this is coming. This is coming. It's like, okay. So maybe it's the confirmation bias. Confirmation bias is you're going to go out and buy a Toyota. You're driving down the road, and all of a sudden, you look at all the Toyotas. Confirmation bias. You're aware of it. So then you start thinking about it. 
Confirmation bias. This case, every time I see a UFO story come up in the news, I'm like, oh, boy. Oh, I'm educating myself. They're going to suspend the election. And it's and it wasn't just her because I I read some other people you can engage with on, you know, Reddit and stuff They're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's going to happen. I mean, that talk about pulling something off like a fake UFO attack or something that's got a closer connection to the United States or to the world where the aliens present themselves in a slightly more dramatic manner will cause everybody just, OK, we have to stop everything for a while and no elections because we're in this sort of state of emergency. We don't even have anything on the books to be able to handle something like this. And that's the idea. So, so this, who is the architect of this fake UFO attack? I don't know. We're going to say George Soros or the World Order people or something. Whoever's in charge of all this. I don't know. Sherry, why don't you do some research, okay? I can Maybe educate myself. Research. Why don't you educate yourself? Okay. So they're, they're saying there won't be an actual UFO. It'll just be a fake UFO attack to just cause turmoil and uncertainty. Something like that, okay. yes. That's yeah. that's a bummer. I was hoping a real thing. No, okay. no, no. Well, it, it'll, they're going to try to make it look real or something like that. You talk to these people. So, Andrew, you can turn my computer back on again. I'm ready to go. Um, so here's one of these stories. Uh, and again, you, you, when you see these people testifying, like it was a couple of months ago. They were had. I think it was uh, was it Senate? Was it Senate? I oh, know it was Congress. Um, the House had a investigation into um, what they call. Um, AUPs, right, rather than UFOs. And they were talking about the fact that the U.S. Navy pilots have seen these things. They've flown close. There's now evidence, video evidence of these things flying, hovering, and then disappearing. The Tic Tacs. Tic Tacs and all this other stuff. And when you look at the guys, you're like, okay, he looks completely credible. Not a lot of weird body hair coming out of a (laughs) T-shirt or something like that. You know, good, you know, BMI, body mass index, seems reasonable. Or he's got the word retired military next to his name on his little card there as he's testifying. The one guy was explaining, yes, they have evidence of a non-human biological uh, sample was taken from a crash site involving an alien. And when they asked him about it, he goes, well, I'd need to go into a skiff. A skiff is like a special designed room where you got to leave your phones outside. And you can't go in there and it's all, you know, airtight and everybody's able to explain things without anybody else knowing about it. These secret rooms that they go into and he wouldn't be allowed to talk about it in public. He said, only if you were to talk to me somewhere else, can I give you this information? So there's enough people that seem somewhat credible. Excuse me, Joe. Why don't you go educate yourself? No, it's me. Yeah, that, it's me. I'm all I'm sorry. In. I'm on the edge of my seat. Uh, here's my question. Ready? Yes. The flying saucer, the actual physical flying saucer, right? Yes. That mm-hmm. was probably invented in Hollywood because no one's really seen a UFO, or there's never been any confirmed sighting of a UFO. So. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't hear you right now, Sherry. There's one landing here in the backyard. Wait, wait. So people, when... no, people have seen these, Sherry. <laughs> okay. U.S. Navy pilots have seen. There's a video no, of no, these no, things but, flying but, beside them. But what we see in movies is that flying saucer, right? Right. Those yes. aren't those aren't UAP investigators. They're just movie people, and they created the image of this flying saucer. So yes. when you see that these people are saying now a flying saucer type, whatever came yeah. and shot at us and tried to take down a, a 
a nuclear weapon or whatever it is. Where do you think they got the idea of the flying saucer? They got it from movies. They got it from things that they have seen before. Because how? what a coincidence. Why isn't it like a banana-shaped thing? It's, it's aerodynamically not. efficient. Sherry. Yes, Sherry. Yeah, yes. yeah go ahead. Yes. Yeah. Why isn't it a banana? <laughs> question is, you know, maybe sometimes oh, a banana wait, I'm is sorry. not just a banana. Yes. But these aliens are so smart, so advanced, they couldn't figure out how to make a banana-shaped thing fly? Of course they could. And what are they so afraid of? What are they afraid is going to happen if they, if they have biological or non-biological remains? What do they think? The whole world's going to panic? Wow. I'm going to leave aside your weird fascination with banana shaped things. Just kidding. Fine. Sherry, you don't understand. You really, if if all of a sudden there was life on another planet that we are now aware of and interacting with on some level, the change that it would make to our understanding of religion, of our place in the world, the United States is the most powerful, the richest nation in the world. So then all of a sudden some force comes along and it can change shape and it can do this and do this. It can fly at, you know, the three times the speed of sound or whatever. I mean, then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, I guess we're not top dog anymore. It changes the whole order of everything. And then also you might unite the United States. You might unite different countries because now all of a sudden there's an outside force that people are afraid of or concerned about. Yeah, haven't you seen Independence Day, Sherry? Yeah, Sherry. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'll look for okay. a touch of Tony and try to be more positive. <laughs> you just want to play that song so you can do that dance. Oh, I like it. It's got a steely dance sort of sound yeah. to it. Is it, is it Todd Rundgren? It's Donald Fagan. Yeah, it is. They're yeah. all in Here's a fun sound out of nowhere. In Scotland, apparently, because of the word purple and burglar, it's very hard with a Scottish accent to say um, those two words. There's some Scottish people that kind of say purple burglar alarm. Purple burglar alarm. Purple burglar alarm. Take, take your time. Purple burglar alarm. <laughs> purple burglar alarm. Purple burglar alarm. Burglar. Burglar. Purple burglar alarm. Okay, we're going to go with, uh, thanks a lot, that's great. Uh, we've got your resume, we'll uh, be in touch. How, how did they come up with this? What, what, there's no such thing as a purple burglar alarm. Why not? I, I mean... I, this is one guy that can't say it. It's dowdy today. Wow, first That's one guy that, my brother-in-law is Scottish. He lives in Scotland. I could call and ask him if he could say it. Okay. Now All we're right. talking. Uh, yeah. yeah. Look at you come now we're providing solutions. Yeah. <laughs> God. Okay. So, calling it audible, Sherry, um, did you want to talk about anti-Valentine's Day because you're in that kind of mood? No. No. I like Valentine's Day. Uh, we can, though, because there's some clever things that are going on, and I love clever. Um, oh. So, the... <laughs> The anti-Valentine thing is really growing in strength. More people Uh are turning against it, saying it's a man-made holiday, it's something that's ridiculous, all of this stuff. So, for instance, um, 
anti-Valentine's stuff on Etsy, I was going to say merch, but I hate that mm. word too, uh-huh. uh, is yes. up 34% from 2023. So they sell T-shirts that say things like, love is in the air, try not to breathe, and there's a gas mask uh, on the T-shirt. Okay. Uh, this is yeah. this is an interesting one. Can, can, we, County, can we all make an agreement that f- funny things on T-shirts are not funny? You read it, and you're like, Oh, okay. But then the person standing there basically saying the same joke over and over again while they're standing there talking to you. You know what I mean? Because once right. you read it, you're like, oh, clever. Okay. But then they're like still doing the same joke while they're having a conversation because the joke <laughs> is right there in front of you. There's the cue card right there. You well, know? maybe that's the what they want is they want something that seems funny at first and then gets less and less <laughs> funny <laughs> as they wear over and over. All right, but this is uh, a good one. All right. So okay. Harford County Rescue League, they their cat thing or whatever, this is in Maryland. Uh, mm-hmm. They will take a feral cat, name it after your ex, and then neuter it. <laughs> <laughs> I there's another a pleasure out of that one. There's another one where the zoo will feed crickets to a thing and name like name the crickets after your ex or roaches or something like that. Oh yeah, um, roaches. Yeah, I saw that one. Kids and then are you could upset. deliver a bunch of dead roses to somebody. <laughs> what was that? Um, yeah, what kids are involved in it too? Well, this article is saying that the, you know how the carnation gets delivered to the or cards get delivered to the classroom and those types mm-hmm. of things that yeah. that could decimate somebody's self esteem. So what they're recommending is if you don't want to see couples and happy couples and people doing things on Valentine's Day, uh, disconnect or re- uninstall your Instagram, Facebook, things like that. Don't go to social media because you'll just get depressed. Mm. Did you have to give up? Did you give out Valentine's Day cards when you were in grade school? Oh yeah! Are you kidding? I love that. We got the big box, <laughs> you know, dart drug, and uh-huh. uh, <laughs> yeah, we all yeah. My mom made sure I gave one to every single person. Yes. I couldn't leave anybody out. My brother and I were talking about this the other day. We went to St. Aloysius, and it was an all-boys school. And we gave out Valentines to one another. Oof. It was, well, looking back on it now, it's just like, wasn't that weird? But, you know, we've been going there since kindergarten, so it's just like, okay, it's Valentine's Day, making cards. But then you get the little card with the... I know, and it had like a little bunny on it or something. Yeah. And like, yeah, I want to, let's make bunnies or something. And then there's the bunny. And <laughs> I don't really remember. But then you'd like, oh, here you go, Tim. And you'd hand him one. And you'd hand you one. It's like, God, wait. Huh? Well, did you also do the heart, you know, those candy hearts that say things oh, yeah, yeah. like, be yeah. mine? Mm hmm. <laughs> okay, Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> I like Valentine's Day. <laughs> I think it's one of the very least offensive holidays. Before, do we have anything else you want to say before we end up like going to Nate? Anything else negative you'd like to say? <laughs> I think I'm out. Ding, I'm ding, good. ding, 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 